What an awesome presence of the Holy Ghost tonight. Oh, it's so wonderful to live for God. So wonderful, so wonderful. Oh, I feel the power on an awesome God in this place. To all our visitors that are here tonight, or should I say our guests, we're so glad to have you. And we pray that God and His kindness and His love will touch you and bless you tonight. And you leave this building just touched of God, blessed of God. You are here tonight by the will of God. And, um, and we're so glad again to have you. And you are among people who love God. And people that are continually to look for the apostolic move of the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Before I go into what the Lord has given me tonight to all of our guests, right here, right now at the beginning, if you have a special need that you would like to be prayed for, this is a little backwards, I guess, different way of approaching. Usually we wait to after the sermon or the message. But if you're here tonight and you came for a special reason, a special purpose that, that you needed some touch of God in your life, if you'd like, we'd like to pray for you. You would be come. We'd like to, again, pray for you at this time. Whatever you need may be, whether it be sickness, no matter what you're facing, whatever your situation is, we'd love to, to pray for you right now. Praise the Lord. Let's lift our hands and let's worship the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Again, thank you for coming, all of you that are here tonight. Thank you for being so faithful to the house of God and to the services that uh, we have been in. Thank you for your love, your kindness, the offering, all the kind words that you have said to Sister Sherman and I. Thank you so very much. We love you uh, very, very much. A special thanks, of course, to Pastor and his wife, sweet wife. I, I tell you what, they are awesome people, huh? They are awesome people. I told my daughter, actually, even my wife, I said, I, I, like, I, I don't mind if I'd stay there forever. And uh, Pastor just a moment ago said, you're, 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 you're actually a member. You've been here for so long. And uh, that, I kind of like that. And, and, uh, and that, that sounded pretty good also. But they are wonderful people. And, we're, and I am so glad that God has put us together. A little different tonight. And I guess I have said that several times in this revival. I have sought God. And today the, the Lord came upon me. And begin to deal with me 
about tonight's service and uh, began to talk to me and began to tell me some things that, that are going to take place and uh, in this service and within this church. And he began to deal with me and began to talk to me, as I just said. And I actually said, now, Lord, how am I going to put this? How am I? You just tell them. This is not necessarily a message, but a word from God for my people. And so if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Psalms chapter 34 and verse number 7. Psalms chapter 34 and verse number 7. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivered or delivereth them. The angel of the Lord encampeth those that fear him and they deliver them. I want to talk to you just for a little while about angels. Perhaps maybe a little different for an evangelist, but I am a little different. Just about angels. You've heard of angels, I'm sure. We have all heard of angels. Perhaps maybe you've heard a story of someone seeing an angel or something appearing to them or to you. As an angel. In my 30 somewhat years of living for God. I've had the opportunity. And the privilege. To see angels. And to hear the voices of angels. I will never forget. I said this story to you. I believe once in this revival. But I feel to say it again. I'll never forget not long after I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I was very upset at the fact that I could not or didn't understand the word of God the way I wanted to. And so I went over to a brother's house. Actually, it was brother in Selby's home and to talk with him about uh, what was happening to me. And I was very upset. I even mentioned to you that I was so upset that I tore a page out of the Bible. I had been so upset because I could not understand what I was reading. And again, I began to talk with him and he tried to settle me down and began to tell me, just talk to me a little bit and say, it takes time, Brother Sherman, and, and God's going to help you, but settle down. And uh, I hadn't had the Holy Ghost very long, and so uh, I did settle down, though, praise God. But after talking to him uh, for a little while, uh, I left out of the house and, and stepped out of the front door and stepped about maybe two feet away from the door. And a voice, Pastor, came to my ear, to my right ear, and spoke to me and said, Go now and read, and you will understand. And I went home, Brother Davis, and I opened my Bible. And when I did, 
things began to come to me in such a way and it was just such a wonderful feeling to understand what I was reading. This was probably my first encounter with angels that I am aware of. I have heard voices which seem to be angels calling out my name. Now let me stop here and maybe this is kind of a little strange to you or whoa or whoa. But this really happened to me and I'm telling you the truth. I could be walking through the house or wherever I am and hear voices of angels begin to call out my name or talk to me trying to get my attention. Then there were angels that came to me, pastor, and literally ministered to my spirit. These are ministering angels. They are ministering angels and they are warring angels. I've had angels that, as a pastor, that would actually join with the church and go into warfare. Hallelujah. In the spirit world. Hallelujah. So we could overcome certain demonic spirits in our area. And thank God for that. I've seen angels tonight. I remember the time I was praying at my church or the church that I pastor, should I say, in LaRose. Uh, I remember it being in the front at the altar praying and, and talking to God. And I felt the presence behind me and surely I knew someone was behind me. And when I looked behind me, there was a a gentleman, there was a man, so to speak, and he was he was peeping in from the foyer into the sanctuary. I saw the face of a man. I saw as though it was a man looking in and looking at me while I was praying. And when I looked at him, he pulled his head back, and I went back to prayer. And I did that several times, and when I looked back, he looked and he pulled back. And I felt the power of God. I felt that an angel had walked in while I was praying. And I looked at him at one time and I said, speak to me. And he did speak. He said, I cannot speak to you at this time. He said, because you have an audience with God. And I cannot interfere while you're talking with God. He was not able, even as an angel, to come in and interfere or to interrupt while I was talking to God. But yet he was there. He was behind me. God had sent them there. His presence was there. He was perhaps helping me. Or whatever he was sent to do, he was doing it. But I had that opportunity to see him and to speak to him. And that happened. Somebody said, praise the Lord. I've had angels come to me where I saw them. Like I mentioned just to you just a moment ago. I remember I was in my home and I was praying one day. And... Uh, as I prayed, it got really, 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 really nice. It, it got really, really strong. And I was really worshiping and praising God. 
and I could feel the power of the Holy Ghost. And I started to speak in tongues, praise God. And the type of tongues that it just flowed and it seemed like it would not stop. Everything inside of me felt so clean. Everything inside of me felt so good. And here I was in my living room and I was praising God and worshiping God and loving God. And here I am speaking in tongues. And as I was doing that, I stopped for a moment and I, my, my eyes closed in this particular way and, and my body was like this and I was loving him. All of a sudden I felt the tug on my left arm and I looked towards my left and right as I looked there was an angel. He had the figure of a man in a white garment and it was glowing white. Hallelujah. 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 And I looked at his face and I saw brown hair and I looked at his face and he had my face. I felt a tug on my right arm. I looked towards my right side and there was another angel. He did not have brown hair but blonde hair. But he had my face and I was praying and worshiping God with two angels holding to my arms and we shouted and danced in that living room and when I went to the little hall of my trailer I saw those angels walk into the side walls and walk out of the walls while we were turning and the angels of God were there beside me praising and worshiping God Almighty somebody say praise the Lord So I'm hoping tonight that you believe in angels. I'm hoping tonight that, that you do believe in angels. That there are angels even now among us as I speak. I've had angels standing each side of my driveway in attention Like Roman soldiers, I mentioned that once to you before, got out of my truck and walked between them and saw them like I see you all the way up my driveway, up my stairs, into the porch, all the way to the front door and go into my house with victory. I did not have the victory at first. I was feeling really down and out with my head hanging very low. But God allowed me to see an angel or angels. He allowed me to see how wonderful he loves me. That he would have his angelic beings all around me to protect me and to help me along the way to heaven. Turn to your neighbor and say, there are angels that watch over you. So you might not understand, but I said there's angels that watch over you. There are angels waiting for you to dispatch them to do your bidding according to the will of God. You see, wouldn't that be wrong right now if we would say in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that you'd send angels into my home, angels to my kids, angels to my city. Just bear with me. I remember praying in, in our little church down 
At that time, I was in Galliana, Louisiana, not too far from La Rose. And I felt that I fell down on my face and was praying to the Lord. And uh, as I was praying, I, I felt heat hit the back of my neck and my head. And I felt as though sand and, and gravel was in my hand as I was touching the carpet. And when I opened my eyes, it was as though I'm looking at this platform. There was gravel and dirt all around me. And I could hear a voice saying, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. And God allowed me for just a moment to understand or to feel a little about Calvary and what it was about or what was happening. And as this was happening to me, hallelujah, I went into some type of trance and I fell into a trance. And Brother Davis, I'll never forget it. I was pulled up from where I was and I went up into the heavens. Hallelujah, it's getting quiet, but it's okay. I was pulled up into the heavens and I was there and I could look down into the little city that I, that I was pastoring, the little town. And in heaven, pastor, I saw these white balls, it seemed like, just forming all over the sky in the clouds. And I saw them being thrown as though they were thrown from the heavens into my town where I pastored. And when these white clusters would hit, Sister uh, <coughs> Bushnell, when they would hit the ground, they would stand as men. And I saw angels of God going into building after building after building after building after building after building. And I was at a place where they told me you should not go because nothing's going to happen there. It's impossible to do anything there. Our first year we had 50 people filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God gave us revival. I want you to know that there are angels among us. There are angels of God that are sent in this revival to places that you thought would not go. I don't know if this is a message, but it's a word of God to you. And while we've been, we've been trying our best to have revival services, God has also tried his best to do his part in these services. And while we're sitting here tonight preaching about angels, there are angels knocking on the backsliders doors. There are angels knocking on your children's doors and People that you thought, as I mentioned a while ago, thought they would never come. And their angels walking inside of their houses. And they're beginning to minister in their own way. And they're beginning to think the, those that are there living in these buildings and these places are beginning to get second thoughts. And they're thinking, maybe we ought to try this church. Maybe we ought to go to church. Maybe we ought to go and repent of our sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Maybe we ought to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And all because there's an angel of God sent by God because of an appointed time as this. It's revival time. Yeah. 
Turn to your neighbor and say, it's happening. Say, it is happening. I've had angels appear in my house in different places for brief moments. My daughter, if you call her now on the phone and you say, your dad is having a service, he's preaching about angels. He wants me to call and and see if he's telling the truth or not. And you ask her and say, where's that angel that used to stay at our house? And she would tell you, he used to stand right under the stairwell. I'm a little crazy. What do you think of a man that speaks to the wind and tells it, shut up? Stop, and it does. Who do you think of man that walks on water? What do you think of a man that speaks to a child and says, Arise from the dead, and she rises up? What do you think of a man that goes three days and three nights in hell, and on the third day he rises again and is still alive today? You wouldn't call him and we're talking about our Lord and Savior. So I've seen angels at my home. My daughters will tell you. Standing there just as tall and sweet and nice underneath the stairway. Just there. And I thank God. Oh Lord, thank you for letting them be there. I fight enough devils. You ever notice with people, everybody fights and sees devil. Well, don't you switch a little bit and have a little joy and see angels. I've heard preachers tell me, Brother Sherman, don't you go, don't you go past in little rows. They're crazy. Nothing's going to happen over there. They're just a bunch of stupid Cajuns. I bet they were told that to me. That's the wrong person to tell it to. First of all, you could have got popped in the nose. He said, but you don't understand. There, there's a devil behind every tree, everything over there in South Louisiana. And I thought, hey, I mean, come on. Well, if there's a devil behind every tree, and there's supposed to be only a third of the angels came down, right? Am I correct? Then behind the devil, there's two angels of God behind him, behind the tree. Well, I got about six, seven, eight, ten people clapping their hands. I want you to know that God is great and God is good and God's with his people. And the angels of the Lord are around about them that fear him. I've seen angels appear in church services, surrounding churches. You've heard me say it here. I don't just say that for fun. Do you give more in the offering because I say I see an angel? You see, you're honest, you don't. And I wouldn't expect you to. I don't do that. But when I do see them, they're there. 
and waiting to do something for us. I've seen them in church services. I've seen them surrounding churches. I've seen them on the platform. I've seen them come to services with healing. I've seen some come in with a sword. I've seen some come in with mercy and with judgment. I was in a revival service one night and there were two angels that walked in. One stood before the pulpit and had mercy written on him. One was at the back of the door and had judgment wrote on him. It goes without saying nobody was rushing to the back door. Had angels appearing to around people when I prayed for them. You felt them. I've asked you. Do you feel? Yes, I do. I've seen those angels appear behind you to come at your aid and to help you and to heal you. Somebody say, Praise the Lord. I'll never forget this one. I was preaching revival. I do not remember the town I was in, but I was away from my home church. And uh, it was a, a night that my home church was having uh, services. At that time, I was, I was actually with Brother Maloso and Thibodeau at that time for just not very, very long, right before I, I went to pastor. But I was preaching revival, and Thibodeau was having services on a Thursday night. And uh, while I was away, this occurred. And uh, the reason why is because the next service I was there with them, and they began to talk to me and say, we're so glad to have you. And, and, uh, and she said, uh, one of the sisters said, we saw you, Brother Sherman. You was in the back prayer room. You had your silver suit on, and... And you had your certain tie and we waved and you waved and you was in the service and, and you were having services with us. And I said, no, sister. She said, yes, sir. You were there and others saw you. And, and I said, no, sister. I was at another town having revival. And I was there and not here. She said, well, Brother Sherman, you was here also. And it was an angel taken, I don't know why, but just doing whatever he wanted to do or was supposed to do and took my figure, which is not a pleasant one, but he did, praise God, and he was in that service. And you do not know what angels will do for you. I have stopped. And picked up people. Not too long ago, I picked up a person in Lafayette and, uh, and told him to come in with two bags of groceries. And I said, I'm going to go ahead and where would you like me to take you? And that person said, well, just go further. And then all of a sudden they said, stop right here. And it was right in front of a vacant lot. And there was no houses around. There was nothing. Why, you know, why are you stopping here? So I want you to let me out here. So that person got out, and when I turned to tell them something, they were gone. They were gone. And I said, well, thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Didn't leave me no groceries. 
didn't give me no money, didn't do nothing, didn't say, I'll come here to pay your car off, you don't have to worry. Then say, hey, you're an evangelist, and we're going to get you a truck and a travel trailer, and you're going to get with it, boy. No, he didn't. No, no, no. Just there and left. But that encouraged me. That happened to me. Now, of course, I don't want to spend a lot of time. I spend a lot of time. Forgive me. But, you know, some people say, well, are they really real? Yes, they are. And how do they look like? Do they look like the little porcelain angels that we see with the long blonde hair or the babies that we see well that's really not biblical and uh, actually all the angels that I'm aware of in the scripture they always appear as human beings and on the man's side praise the Lord but that praise the Lord that matters and does not matter thank God for whatever uh, we also see angels, people say, with, with wings. And actually, there's not only just a few places that mentions about wing, uh, angels with wings, which are cherubims and uh, seraphims. The rest actually came forth as men. Praise the Lord. And I'm going to quickly go on here. So what, what, why, are you, uh, why are you mentioning all this? Well, I want to talk to you about cherubims and seraphims because the Lord told me, to tell you this. And of course, Ezekiel chapter 10 and Isaiah chapter 6 can tell you about cherubims and seraphims. And um, we know that it was a cher cherubims on top of the Ark of the Covenant, on top of the mercy seat. It was the seraphim that took the coal from the altar and uh, went to Isaiah and put it on his lips. Praise God. Seraphims are angels of, of fire and, and might and, and uh, praise. We understand that and, and thank God for that. So why are you telling me, telling this, Brother Sherman? Because the Lord told me to tell you that God is sending a cherubim and he is sending a uh, seraphim to this church. Now, if you don't believe me, Pastor, I will stop here. But I was told of the Lord today. And then so what reason? And I said, Lord, what is it? Because cherubims, God began to talk to me and, and looking things here. Cherubims were set at the, uh, at the Garden of Eden uh, with, with a sword to guard the tree of life and the holiness of God. So he told me, he said, he said, I'm placing a cherubim in the church, in that assembly, because they are the protectors of God's holiness. They cover the holies of holies. Anybody feel the Holy Ghost? He said, I'm going to send that angel with wings, healing in the wings, but he is a protector over the holiness of God in that assembly. And then God begins to talk to me and says, I'm going to send a, not a cherubim, a seraphim. And what is he? He is, he is in charge or he is the protector or the angel charge over salvation or restoration to revive. That's why the coals were placed on Isaiah. Well, anybody feel the Holy Ghost? 
He said, I'm going to put that there with them. They're going to have a cherubim to protect the holiness of God. They're going to have a seraphim to protect, oh God, the salvation of God, the truth of God, restoration upon people in the name of Jesus Christ. You have two angels set in this church, and I wish somebody would get excited that God would think enough to put these angels in this church. So I want you to let I want to let you know something here. Things are going to change in this church. What do you mean, Brother Jeremy? Because these angels are sent by God for a purpose. And we're going to have a cherubim that is the protector of God's holiness and the mercy. Oh. And so, Lord, what, what, are, what are you talking about? What is that? He said, I'm going to place that there. And what's going to take place is everything that is not holy. Everything that you're having problems with that are not holy. That are not acceptable to God. That angel is going to begin to deal with you through the mercy of God. What you talking about, Brother Jeremy? People that are associated with this church that are not even here tonight, they're going to start feeling conviction. They're going to feel conviction begin to take place within their hearts. They're going to say, well, once this is taking place, and they're going to feel it more because the cherubim, the protector of holiness is here. And he's not going to necessarily reveal openly your sin or the problem you're having, but he's going to deal with you that you're going to come to God. Backsliders are going to come to God. If you don't want this, you better talk to your pastor after church and say, hey, we, we don't want this type of revival and kick the fat preacher out. Tell him to, to take his angels and all. We'll just go like we've been doing because we like it that way. You, you, have you ever fought an angel of God? You think Goliath was big? You like this? Oh, I didn't mean no disrespect. Whenever. All tough. <laughs> and so now you're going to see your loved ones. You're going to see your children. You're going to see people from all over in this area. Praise God. Going to come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are two angels. They're here now. God said, I, can, I fought the devil like you would not believe today. 
all the way till I was coming here that I even asked my sister. I said, is there a private restroom? I am because I was hurting so much pain in my body, my arms. I wanted to go somewhere in the corner and just die. Jesus' name. But he touched me. And we got visitors. We got guests. We have a guest here. And sister, you're in the presence of God and of people that believe that God can do anything. And with angels here tonight to help you. You know that fellow overseas that's always threatening to bomb us and to kill us and all that stuff? What's his name? Kim Fung Fu, whatever. Kim something. Kim something. Kim Wu, Kim. Whatever it is. You know, Kim something. Well, that's good. You know, he's probably a big dude. I don't know. But you don't think I'm worried about Kim Fu, whatever his name is. When I got a cherubim here in revival with the power of the, and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Whatever happens, God will take care. And now he's saying not only a cherubim, but seraphim. Lord, why are you saying? He said, because he's the protector. He's the one with the high, he's the fiery one. Of course, besides angels like, like Gabriel and Michael that are ministering angels and warring angels. But he sent those two to you guys, to us. And he said, now this one's going to protect truth and bring restoration. He's going to deal with people's hearts to restore. And the salvation of God is going to be joyous again. You're going to like truth. You're going to love one God apostolic tongue talking you're going to love Jesus' name and Jesus' name baptism like never before. Praise God. You're going to get excited when somebody's going to speak in tongues, being filled with the Holy Ghost all over again. It's not just going to be a service. It's just going to be an uproar. Yes! Angel. Cherubim. Cherubim. Now they're here. I preached it. They're here. And they're going to stay as long as God wants them. So I said, where we go from there? I can always ask you. Even right now, if you are having problems with your walk with God or your relationship with God, you ought to come up. I didn't get you to stand. I know. But I think your soul and your spirit is more important than me saying, would you stand? You might be having problems with something that is ungodly and unholy and you can't get the victory over it. Hallelujah. And now you say, well, I don't want to go up in front of everybody and show that I got a problem. You... If I, if I had a problem right now, Brother Davis, even as I'm preaching, I would walk up to you and say, would you pray for me? 
Why? Because I want everything I can get from God. If you're here tonight and you're not quite sure about truth, come on. Let us pray for you. Lord Jesus. I love you, Lord Jesus. And I know that you told me what you told me. And I delivered. I'm not the best preacher. But I do listen to your voice. And there are angels in this place. And I refuse to think nothing, anything less than what you send those angels to do. Praise God. Hallelujah. Send forth people. Fill this building in the name of Jesus Christ. Let them see how great God is. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Of course. Last week we were in a shepherd's camp Thursday and Friday and Saturday. And uh, Brother Meyer from Florida was ministering to us. And in one of those services, he began to talk about angels. And uh, when he did, I mean, I, it was just like that presence just came all around me. And it reminded me, Brother Clifton, why and what was with me in Vietnam. I've told you before how that several times I ran over mines that exploded behind us, the track behind us or two or three tracks behind us. It could have been mine. There was a particular time that we were in a, in a dense forest area with a armored personnel vehicle, and uh, we were under a fire, didn't realize we were firing back. We, we weren't actually hearing the enemy fire, but when we came out, all the side of that vehicle had bullet marks all over it, and they went all the way up. If this were the top of that track, they went all the way up to the edge, but not one clipped the edge. My head was like Brother Sheremy sticking out. I was a medic. I was there waiting for somebody to call me. And I was totally exposed except for a helmet, maybe a flight jacket on. But not one bullet creased the edge of that. And when Brother Meyer began to speak to us, it was just like God just said, your angel protected you. Your angel was there. And he began to tell about examples of Brother Benny DeMerchant just passed away 50 years as a missionary in Brazil. May, you may have read the article in one of our periodicals just recently in the last few months that he was, he was just constantly doing the missionary work. If he ever came here for a service, you probably thought that was the worst preacher in the world. But when he left there, he left 1,000 churches and some several hundred thousand ministers, members of that church. But he was flying his plane. He flew all over uh, the Amazon, up and down, planting churches all over. And one particular day, he was flying and fell asleep. Just fell asleep. That's not a good thing, Brother Wade. He woke up 
and he looked over, and he had a co-pilot. And he said, I looked at his arms, and he had stripes, which meant he was a captain. And he said, I looked back at the heading of the airplane, and everything was right on course. So while he was sleeping, God sent an angel to fly the plane. And he said, when I woke up and realized it, the angel was gone. Preacher's telling the truth tonight. There's angels. And they're with us a lot more than we realize. I said, they're with us more than we realize. Those car accidents and all these other things that's going on. You ever prayed for an angel? You ever prayed for one to go to your kids? We got an answer tonight. I said, we got an answer tonight. It's going to happen. Has it been with you, Perny? Yeah. By the grace of God, we all stand here today. Let's clap our hands and thank the Lord. Would you thank him for... Would you thank him for the message that he gave us tonight? Thank you. Would you thank him for the cherubim and the seraphim that sent to this church tonight? Would you do that right now? Would you thank him? Would you thank him for all the angels that have gone forth and to touch people's lives and preparing this revival for a great, great, great influx of people? One more story, and I just feel prompt to say it, so I have to obey. Just please remain standing, and I won't take long. I was preaching a men's conference, and uh, God was ministering to many men of that, that day and that morning. And I looked at a man, a preacher, that was there, and God began to talk to him about situations that were taking place in his life. God was doing that for him. He began to weep and God began to talk to him about his daughter and uh, circumstances that were taking place and and uh, and uh, God telling him all about this and then God says that he was going to bring her back And she was going to come home that night, go into the home, and she was going to go in the bed with his wife, with her mother, and spend the night and stay home. God told this man this that day. It was either that night or the next day. I'm not sure. But he testified. He said, he said that, that God that night, he, well, he said, I received a call from my wife. She said, honey, you'll never believe what happened. He said, what? 
She said she mentioned the daughter's name, came to the front door, came into the house, and you'll never believe where she's at. She's laying right beside me in bed. So an angel had to go and get her. Well, that's impossible. She didn't want to come home. But something about an angel has a way to touch people's lives and say, like it or not or whatever, you're coming home. And she shows home and sleeps with mom. Dear God, you know, I've been preaching for quite a while, Brother Davis, Brother Bushner, and you know, I don't actually know what to do right now. I guess I'm not a good evangelist. Well, you mean you should have all that? No, there's such a present in this place. It's such a just, I'm overwhelmed. I'm so happy. And in my mind, it's going a million miles an hour because of what I can feel. And do you understand what's taking place and how this place will fill up? And instead of God telling me right now, do this, do this, and have them this, it's almost like we ought to just be doing something like, yes, 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 yes! Yes, 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 yes! My daughter's coming. My son's coming. My friend's coming. My uncle's coming. My aunt's coming. My neighbor's coming. A move of the Holy Ghost in this place. You know, I usually say no, no, no funeral, no funeral music. Now, I don't, I don't want that, but kind of a pretty, you know, I'm talking about worship type unto God. Why do you want to do that? I'll tell you why. Because they're moving. And the way you respond, not to them, but to God, will determine in the direction that they're going to go. So whatever your need is, they can do it. They can fulfill it. Not just these two angels that we talked about, but angels that are all around us that are now moving in. You believe in that, sister? I'm glad for that. You believe it, brother? Hallelujah. Pastor, you believe it? Can you feel it? Sister, you believe that? 